Welcome back to the Cinema in the World podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have episode 19 of the Box Office Beatdown show. I am joined, as always, by my co-host of this show from LC Screen Talk, YouTube, and the Cinemania page, Larry. Larry, how are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? How was your fourth? It was good. How was yours? I, I didn't do anything but watch Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah, mine was hung, pretty boring. Hung out, hung out with a few family members, but you did, you did the same thing, chilling? Yeah, just chilling. It was hailing here in Colorado, so that's fun. Was it? Hey, at least she wasn't in. At least she wasn't in California. I but, know, my goodness. Um, it's, it's it's just been really hot over here in Boston. I don't know what's been going on, but like yesterday, it was ninety five and humid. I don't know who thought of that, but uh, it's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's get it going today. This is our box office show, everyone. If you're new to the show, hello, my name's Dwayne. That's Larry. Um, this is the show where we. Just, round off the top five of the weekend's box office and just talk talk a little more a little bit more in depth of uh, the meaning of these numbers and what it, it could mean for other films and all that stuff so we have the box office for the fourth of july weekend and we have the box office from of the weekend of july 5th and this weekend we saw the opening releases for spider-man far from home and midsummer so, Larry, without further ado, what came in number one? I'm pretty sure we all know what it is. <laughs> yes, Marvel continues to buck the trend of underperforming sequels as Spider-Man Far From Home debuts atop the uh, number one spot for the 4th of July weekend. So for the three-day pure weekend, it came in with $93.6 million. However, mm. it did open on Tuesday and since then has made a hundred and eighty five point zero five million. So a couple of fun little tidbits that is the biggest six day opening of all time. It also had the largest Tuesday debut of all time. So really strong numbers there. And overall worldwide Spider-Man Far From Home has thus taken in five hundred and eighty point zero five million after opening in several locations last weekend and almost everywhere this weekend so um a couple of things it opened it, it so the movie that it beat out on tuesday was the force awakens uh which is which is um interesting and to see that that was the movie that it beat out and at first you know when you look at the box office for the weekend you get kind of if you didn't know that this movie opened on tuesday you're like oh my god 93 million for spider-man um last time this happened was the amazing spider-man 2 but, um, yeah, it's because it opened on Tuesday. If it opened on Friday, it would have been, of course, a much bigger number. Uh, the studios wasn't even expecting 185 for the overall total. They were, uh, I heard Sony was expecting around 175. So, um, tomorrow this will be bigger. Uh, but yeah, about 185 for the entire six day, which is really good. And, um, 20,000, $20,000 per, per theater average with, uh, 4,600 theaters. Really, really good. It already, it already like, you know, kind of tripled or quadrupled its budget, which was 160 million. Um, really good for really, really good start for this movie. I'm really excited that it started off this big. Um, I don't, I don't want to credit the re-releases. This wasn't that. I just think people wanted to see, um, you know, they, they, they want to continue to see where this story goes of Avengers Endgame and how these movies continue to tie in together. They, you know, Spider-Man last year, I raised the question if Spider-Man had some fatigue and it's looking like it's not. Um, <laughs> so this is good. Really good. This is a pretty good year 
pretty good last two years, I would say, for Spider-Man as a whole. Like, it's been killing it with the video game, like one of the top sellings of last year. And then um, this year with uh, Into the Spider-Verse with all that buzz and the Oscar win and then Far From Home making this amount of money. Good stuff. Yeah, and I think Tom Holland has definitely garnered his fans. I think um, through this role, particularly, obviously, but I do think he's gotten quite the little fan base. Just look uh, at Twitter. Twitter. Yes. Uh, well, I love Tom Holland, so I can yeah. understand. Zendaya also has quite her fan base. And then mm-hmm. um, you kind of loop in the, like, film folks with Jake Gyllenhaal, who yeah, we all love Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. And if he's going to sign on for a project, I think people are, are definitely going to be like, well, I, I want to see what it's about. I love Jake. So um, it really brought in all types of things. Um, I know people were scared after Endgame had such a beautiful conclusion to that saga. Were we all going to be interested? Were people going to be excited to see what's coming up next? Or are, are people kind of like, no, that was great. I I can hold off for a bit. Mm-hmm. But no, everybody was excited. I think this was a great catalyst, actually. This was a really good movie to release to propel us into phase four and mm. give a nice wrap up to the the previous infinity saga but also get people really excited for what's to come right yeah i totally agree like you said with um you know tom holland and daya and gyllenhaal it's, it's a lot of little aspects that added to the movie um you know and added to its revenue because zendaya a huge following like her her instagram followers are insane like 54 yeah. million and then like um Tom Holland, same thing. He's garnered the same amount of buzz with his name, and he's the thing that works about these. Um, the thing that works about Tom Holland is that he's also young, so he he yeah. he attracts a lot of the young audience, no matter who it is. Like you know, from the age ranges, like twenty and under, he attracts a lot of those people, especially the girls. You know what I mean? Um, you know they. So it's a it's a if you put all pull all of it together and the fact that it's in the MCU adds a adds another bunch of um another bunch of butts and seats um given the fact that it was after Endgame it's the first movie after Endgame cuz we can't say the same about last year you know what i mean the movie after infinity yeah. war was ant-man and the wasp and it was like yeah every no a couple people saw it you know what i mean but um <laughs> people <laughs> but people wanted to see especially with um I think Spider-Man had a really good wrap-up in Endgame, so people want to see that as well, see what's going on. The, the difference between this and last year is because Ant-Man was even in Infinity War, you know? Yeah. So Spider-Man was in Endgame, and he had a good wrap-up with Tony Stark. You want to see how this continued his story. And then I just think a bunch of aspects really brought this movie's box office together. Um, it, did, it did a lot on the 4th of July day, too, so it's really yeah. good. Yeah, the question then, I guess, kind of becomes, is this not the last um, film in the agreement between Sony and Marvel? I think this is their last film in their current agreement. Well, I think, I personally think that, um, sorry, one sec. I um I think that they're going to continue. Um all the signs are kind of leading to that they're going to continue their deal, they're going to renew their deal because this box office isn't going to Disney. It's going to Sony. And Sony's like, "Yes, honey, give me all that stuff." You know what I mean? So I'm sure being the I'm sure with this movie helping Sony's like and Sony, I mean, they just had the big dud of MIB. So they kind of need something. And I'm I'm sure they'll continue They'll continue to work with Marvel. And the way the movie kind of ends, it kind of alludes to the fact that there's still more in the MCU to kind of talk about. So, yeah. 
I think, yeah, especially with this film in particular, I mean, it would be insane if, I mean, it would be a big blow to the fans <laughs> if they don't renew this deal. Um, clearly, I think between the Spider-Man successes as well as Venom's uh, financial success, Sony's not going to be giving up the property anytime soon. I mean, they're gonna, oh, they're gonna, yeah. they're gonna hold on and keep the same kind of deal they have right now, where they're like, "We'll let Spider-Man be a part of the MCU," but listen, right. he right. is still, he's still gonna be giving us the money. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see how that. Um, that uh that next movie that they're doing the um the uh the the morpheus movie with um god how am i blanket on his name it's right there on my tongue but the morpheus movie that they're doing which is the other um oh jared leto uh jared leto is doing morpheus which is like another you know sony's next kind of spider-man continuation and spin-off or whatever i'm interested to see how that one does because i don't think he's a well-known like venom was a well-known everyone knows who venom is well for the most part you know what i mean the box office shows how showed that everyone knows who venom is yeah. um or wants to see who venom is i'm morpheus i'm sure is, i'm i'm curious to see how that do how how that's gonna do but yeah sony with the spider-man projects uh, say what how you feel about sony but they've been they've been on a, a, a pretty good run i would say they had a good box office with with uh venom and then um into the spider Spider-Verse with all that that's happened with that movie and they're going to keep doing those um yeah far from home was great i had a really good time with the movie i guess if uh you know if we're like kind of predicting the next one i um i think it's time to introduce more spider people you know what i mean i think this was the what <clears throat> what the, like the seventh spider-man movie like uh, you know like live action yeah yeah like the seventh i think i think now i I, I don't think you have to be have to you know be so afraid to introduce more spider people like spider Gwen miles Morales there's a there's a plethora of spider people there's an Asian there's a female Asian one silk who's really cool I I, I heard they were working oh, on a dope. yeah I heard they were working working on a uh, you know a spider verse movie with her but I want I would love to see her live action because the character is in homecoming I didn't see her in this movie but the character who becomes Silk is in Homecoming. She's one of the, you know, that that smart team and stuff. But she wasn't in the last movie in Far From Home. But yeah, I think I think they should introduce more Spider People because then that 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 garners a whole other more spinoffs for Sony itself. You know, stop spinning off all these villains and get into these, you know, get into some of the Spider People that yeah. could really yeah that could really change the game. So um, yeah, all around a good time for Spider Man and the movies. Uh, what came number two? What do we got? Number two was Toy Story 4 dethroned after two weeks up at the top spot. So Toy Story 4 brought in $34.3 million off of a 42.5% drop in week number three. That leaves the latest Pixar release with $306.557 million here domestic, passing that 300 mil mark, and $649.957 worldwide. So, some really strong numbers there for Toy Story overall. Uh, only took three weeks to get past that 300 million mark, which is definitely a, mm -hmm. a good sign. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm still a little bit in question on whether it's going to be able to leg it out to a billion worldwide, but I think it's done enough that it's definitely, I mean, we can see it as nothing but a success now. You know, it, it's made the money to warrant, you know, all of the the worry we had to, to kind of fade away. Where is it at? Where Where is it at worldwide, worldwide right now? 
649.9. I mean, it's definitely the only kind of animated that's going to be out for a while, yeah, like the pig. So, I mean, maybe that, maybe it'll, um, yeah. Maybe it'll leg it out a little bit. I don't know about a billion. I if I had to if I had to say like a, cl- a closing number, I could see like eight fifty, maybe yeah, eight hundred. Kind of what I was thinking you know? too, right around eight fifty. Um, but it's a good pre- it's a good third weekend number, especially going up against Spider Man. Um, I don't think you know anyone's gonna be too upset about this. It's only a forty two percent drop in the third weekend. Um, it slashed like thirty five theaters, which is really nothing. But um, yeah, I think this is fine for. Toy Story 4. I mean, Disney, you don't need more money. You're fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. You're owning the box weekend, office all around right now. Yeah, next weekend, neither of those films are getting any sort of direct competition. Uh, so they're not Right, gonna, yeah. They're, they're, they're the family fair, so right. I think they're going to continue marching on. It's Stuber. I'm not, I don't think that's going to, you know. But, um, yeah, I, I think that's good for Toy Story 4 and stuff. They'll be fine. Um, all right, what do we have for number three? So number three was yesterday, which actually leapfrogged over Annabelle, coming in Yikes. with 10.75 million, only dropping 36.8% this week mm. for a new domestic total of 36.8 million and a worldwide total of 56.982 million. So really strong hold there for yesterday. I think yeah. audiences enjoyed it more than I did, certainly, and more than than other uh, critics did. It seems to be holding on well. It debuted well. So, you know, I, I like Lily James. So any success she can get, I'm on board with. Yeah, I was not expecting um, this movie to be doing so well. It's kind of like another shocker right up there with Aladdin this year. Because um, I don't think anyone was expecting this. This movie was not like a movie that's like when it was leading up to the release, people were like, Oh my God, yesterday, let's go see it. Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't hearing that kind of buzz for it, but there's an audience with like these kind of, you know, and it, it doesn't surprise me that I went over Annabelle comes home just because these movies tend to have more legs than, um, than Annabelle or, you know, horror in general. Like, um, we'll get to the, we'll get to the, you know, the other horror flick and the, top 10 but um yeah i don't i i this movie just like rocket man and those kind of films even though it's not a biopic movies revolving like you know classic music and stuff like that and and you know like nostalgia it uh it it, it garners a lot of audience and um i don't know why we were all like i i just wasn't expecting this movie to be doing so well i mean it's, it's doing pretty good um yeah. so yeah pretty good yeah Go on yesterday. <laughs> um, all right, number four, what do we have? So coming in at number four is the aforementioned Annabelle Comes Home, which brought in $9.75 million in its second weekend, which signifies a 51.9% drop. Now, do remember that is a 51.9% drop off of just the pure weekend number, not its full five-day opening. But that does bring Annabelle Comes Home up to a total of 50.15 mil here domestic and 134.75 worldwide. So it's performing well. We all know these Conjuring spinoffs are made for next to nothing uh, in the budget. And here it is, uh, over 100 mil worldwide and over 50 mil here domestic in just two weeks. So, I mean, it's, it's another solid hit for the Conjuring universe. Yeah, I mean, nine million second weekend is um 
is uh pretty good. I I mean usually like like you said, usually horrors in the second weekend drops much bigger. Yeah. Especially with the competition this weekend. I'm surprised it didn't it didn't um drop bigger than what it did, yeah. but nine million in the second weekend is still pretty good. Um fifty million um domestically is yeah, it's good for horrors, you know what I mean? And and I mean Annabelle Comes Home was, I don't, I mean, I saw this movie not, not ever, like, you know, kind of do- dominating the box office. If you told me that it was, like, the first Annabelle or, like, the first Conjuring movie or the second one, um, you know, then I would say maybe. But, you know, we're, we're kind of getting to the end of these Conjuring films <laughs> and stuff. So, well, I don't, I don't know. know. Annabelle Comes Home, open that door. <laughs> Yeah, and then, Open yeah. the door for maybe some some more spinoffs yeah. to come. That, that was pretty much the that was pretty much the reason for this movie to be a thing was just to let's get some more spinoffs off the ground. Um, I know they're gonna be working on the bride, which was in the movie. Um, I know they're gonna do. I know they're gonna do the nun too because the nun did really well. Um, I'm not sure what's going on with the crooked man. The Conjuring Three is next year, so. Yep, it ain't stopping anytime soon. They're gonna keep chugging this thing along until it's until it's like dry with the audiences. Similar to par- <laughs> similar to Paranormal Activity. Although I do I, I do enjoy the Conjuring universe more than Paranormal Activity. Um, the, you know because I remember the last like four or five movies just being horrific and stuff. You know I don't think any for me at least I think I don't think any of the Conjuring movies have been horrific besides like Annabelle the first yeah, one. Yeah, that's all the only um, one that I just did not like. Yeah, like that one is that that's when I would say that is just awful. The 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 nun it was just it was the, the problem with the nun was that it was just kind of there. You know what I mean? There was nothing yeah. standoutish about it. Although it's a bummer because I remember last year looking so forward to it with that. I love that first trailer and stuff, but there was just there. La Llorona was also just there. You know I what hope- I mean? None of, none of these movies are really standing out. They're just kind of placeholders until we get to the next Conjuring film. I hope the Nun 2 sees an uptick in quality like the Annabelle series has, actually, because I know we were all super pumped for Annabelle because we loved that doll and, and the mm-hmm. first little glimpse we got, much like we loved the Nun and that little glimpse we got in The Conjuring 2. Both films disappointed on their first go-round, but... I think we all are pretty much in agreement that Annabelle Creation is the best of these spin-off films. So Agreed, hoping, yeah. I hope the nun too, they they got their cash, they they hopefully take in some criticism and we can improve on it moving forward and we can get like a solid nun film that I think the character deserved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I love me some Valak. I really do. I <laughs> love the I love I mean I um I I didn't care for the movie, but I still thought that uh what is her name? The one who plays the nun. And she's she's just so commanding on screen. I just think she's so great. Um, Bonnie Ramos, she's just really good. So I would love to see. I want to see more of her. And yeah. The Bride, I mean, it can be interesting. But, like, I mean, we've gotten that. Was it like I don't know The Bride? Anyway. Like the, yeah. Um, yeah, like, you know, wasn't she a bride? But, I mean, I mean, I don't know. But, um, yeah, we'll see how the... Conjuring franchises does. Uh, I don't think they. I don't think they have any more movies this year. The next one is Conjuring Three. So yeah, um, yeah, we'll see. Number five. God damn it! I'm so tired of talking about this movie, but <laughs> it's it's staying in there. What do we got for number five? 
So coming in at number five is the smallest drop in the entire top ten, falling Why? only twenty four point nine percent this weekend. We have Aladdin still in the top five after seven weeks of release. It now made seven point six million in its seventh weekend, bringing its totals up to three hundred and twenty point seven eight nine million domestic and a whopping nine hundred and twenty. 21.689 million worldwide. This weekend, it did pass over 600 million just in foreign grosses alone. So, I don't know. I, I would have not guessed Aladdin to be able to leg it out to a billion either. But at this point, with these legs, I mean, I still think it's going to come up just short of that billion mark. But, I mean, wow. What numbers for Aladdin? Oh, man. I, I, I can't believe when you and I do our end-of-the-year kind of special shows and we're, like, the biggest hits and misses that Aladdin's going to be there. You know what I mean? Like, and how, like, it's it's week seven. I mean, I'm not knocking it. It's just, it's great to see this, you know, colorful cast get this kind of recognition. Hope the same thing happens when Little Mermaid comes out. Um, <laughs> haters, haters are gonna hate and yeah. stuff. But, you know, I mean, Aladdin, I'm just, like, I'm, I'm about ready for this movie to get out of the top five. I'm like, man, I'm like, Jesus. People just keep going to go see it. But, um, uh, maybe I mean, it's, it's the great. repeat viewing with... Um, you know, maybe it's just like repeat viewing with some audiences, I guess, but uh, maybe people who haven't seen it, who's heard good things, um, I don't know, but um, yeah, yeah just, in interesting. Just looking right now, uh, speaking of, we talked about a couple of these films already, three of them, because they're still <laughs> dominating the box office now. Mm -hmm. Disney owns the entire top five of domestic earners this year. Avengers Endgame number one, Captain Marvel number two, then we have Aladdin sitting in at number three, soon to be passed though as Toy Story 4 is number five, right. four, and Spider-Man Far From Home is number five. So Disney entire top five goes to them with Aladdin being probably the only real shocker of the five. Mm -hmm. I think we would have guessed the other four were going to break out into that top five. I don't think many of us were guessing Aladdin would be sitting there, you know, looking toe to toe with some of Marvel's biggest right now. Right. So good on you, Aladdin. <laughs> well, I think the next, the next, um, the next movie that's going to take that out. I mean, I believe if the Lion King does not do better than Aladdin, I just I, I've lost I've lost hope. But I think Lion King is going to open up. I don't think anyone's expecting because it's been kind of quiet right now. The TV spots has been there. They've been there, but not really. But it's been kind of quiet for Lion King right now. But I do think it's going to open massive. Uh, we got our tickets for San Diego. We're going to see him when we're in San Diego. Um, but. I think I think what Disney needs to realize, too, I mean, of course, they probably do realize this. That's why we have Mulan and The Little Mermaid being two of the ones talked about. It's lo looking at, you know, Cinderella did fine. It didn't do great, yeah, but it also right. did well. Um, and then you look at The Jungle Book did great. Dumbo uh, mm -hmm. underperformed. Those are all the, like, golden era of Disney. When you look at the right. real earners... It's definitely going to be this renaissance. We saw what Beauty and the Beast did, and a lot of people right. hated Beauty and the Beast. A lot of people, I mean, oh, critics, come on. critics didn't who? love it, and <laughs> I know a lot of Disney fans hated it. But it, I mean, it made bonkers money. We're looking at Aladdin. It's another renaissance film that 
you know, people in our age demographic loved. Those are the films we grew up on. We have The Lion King, which I think is going to be a surefire success, probably right up there with Beauty and the Beast, if I were to guess. So it's because a lot of people our age are having kids. We have small children right now. I don't mm. have small children, so I don't need to be saying we. Um, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people around our age group, we, they grew up on these films and they have kids, so they're excited themselves for nostalgia reasons, and then they get to share it with their kids. I think that's where a lot of this is coming from. People love Aladdin. They love that animated original. And so they were, you know, they wanted to see what this one was all about. They wanted to introduce their kids to this and give their kids their own Aladdin. And it's leading to huge results. I mean, nobody knows how to milk that nostalgia train quite like Disney. That's for sure. You're right. I mean, my whole my whole high school is already damn near two babies in. So, <laughs> uh, so um, you're right. And every time I'm on Facebook, they're like, "Oh, taking my son or daughter to see Aladdin," or taking them to see Toy Story. And when Lion King comes out, that's gonna be the trend. Um, yeah. So it's it's just a lot going on, but it's not a bad thing. Of that trailer for Mulan, speaking. I was of gonna ask you since you, apparently you don't watch trailers. I did. I last week's show. Um, I okay. So I liked the trailer. If it, how do I explain this? If you told me, hey, there's a movie with a female lead, and she's like a samurai kind of thing, and it's like you know an all Asian cast, I would be like, yo, this movie looks dope. This does not look like look like Mulan though. It, oh. it doesn't. I, I I don't feel well for me. It just doesn't feel like Mulan. I remember as a kid Mulan being this colorful. The shots in this trailer is great, but I remember as a, yeah, I remember as a kid the shots being colorful and a bunch of Asian, a bunch of Asian like like I just remember I just remember like all, a lot of the festival stuff that was in that movie and the presence and the feel of that of of that movie and the animation and this one it just looks like it 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 looks good but it just it doesn't look like Mulan to me it's just, sorry I don't I don't know what did you think you liked it uh, I yes. loved it I was I was shocked I did not anticipate it to love it as much as I did mm-hmm. uh, I loved the subtle callbacks to the animation uh, her saying I'll bring honor to us all and having what I like actually so since we're not doing singing um, I've heard it reported and we saw it a little bit in this trailer that the songs are still going to be there. Some of the music, just instrumental versions is going to be weaved into the score. And we got that with this initial trailer with reflection, you know, the score version of reflection over the beginning, I thought was really nice. So I'm, I'm pumped. I thought this was a really empowering trailer to, to kick us off. And I, I'm excited to see where we go from here. Of course, I'm still going to be a little bit disappointed in, in particular with me, with Shannon. And Lee not being involved just because I really like that kind of bisexual vibe that it brings to Mulan because you have this guy who is clearly falling for what he thinks is another guy um, <laughs> and that kind of weird internalness with his character uh, that's I, I think it takes an interesting dynamic away from doing a live action Mulan but uh, I've come around to there being no Mushu they're going to work around it this seemed very grounded Obviously, I'll be shocked if this does not perform in China. Oh, I oh, will yeah. be stunned because this yeah. this looks like, you know, so I mean, other than just the large Chinese cast, this looks like a big action 
epic. And that is what sells in China. So I'm like, oh, I hope it does. I hope they can bring that box office in. And I, you know, I hope it's just another win for diversity from Disney. And hopefully, hopefully it cements people's confidence before we get The Little Mermaid. That after we had Aladdin, after we had... Mulan, and I've seen a lot of people actually pretty excited, so hopefully those people continue. I've seen a ton. Did Have you seen the flood of artwork that has come out of uh, The Little Mermaid? I, I've loved I have, all yeah, of this beautiful logic. fan um, art that has just yeah. come out. I'm like, yes, this is amazing, so I'm like, hoping Boss, Lo- Boss Logic, who's like like the biggest like art, art person right now, um, he he did like he put like red dreads on yeah. you know what I mean on like his um, photo of Zendaya it, it, not Zendaya of um, Haley <laughs> your heart, your Hallie heart <laughs> Hallie ba- Hallie Bailey uh. <laughs> I don't know um, but yeah so yeah I agree with you I I want this movie to be to perform big because it's not like it's not one of those movies that you know that you can tell wants to pl- wants to be a big deal in China so they add a bunch of like Chinese stuff yeah. like Pacific Rim Uprising. You can yeah, if no. you watch that, it, it's not it clearly, yeah, it, it clearly just wants that uh, that Chinese like it, it wants that 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 money that that to- that you know that Asian money because it's a lot of money to be had over there overseas. This movie, it's not panderish. It's not pandering to a certain audience. It's an it's I love it's like. It's getting me to the same feeling of why I love Crazy Rich Asians last year so much. And just the diversity in that film. And I feel like we're going to get that with Mulan. And I'm super excited for it. And what um, I love is Mulan is actually the first female director for these live action films as well. So it it's, sense, an, it's, another, too, so. it's another level of hoping it succeeds. So right. Disney knows what they're doing. Aladdin killing it at the box office. Just further showing these live action remakes are, are here to stay. And, you know, Aladdin coming off the success of it. Uh, you know, We'll see what Maleficent does. We'll see what obviously the Lion, the Lion King. I have no, no. The, honestly, I keep forgetting to mention the Lion King because I have literally no reason to think it's going to perform anything other than great. I mean, that will be a huge shock, a bigger shock <laughs> than some of these other films. If Lion King underperforms, that mm-hmm. will be the biggest surprise to me for the summer <laughs> in the box office disappointment game. That's when we'll start getting worried about like, okay, what's going on? Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, yeah, dude, I I totally agree with uh, Mulan. I think it's gonna be great. Um, like I said, though, it looks it looks really good. I got I want to watch the trailer again. I can't wait. You know, these kind of trailers, I hate watching them for the first time, but you kind of have to because yeah. you have to keep up with all the trailers. Like, and, I, and for me, with the um being the page runner, I have to post them, so I have to watch these on a small screen. But I cannot wait until I get my ass into an IMAX theater and this and this trailer <laughs> shows shows up. I because I like I love. Disney, Dis, what I love about Disney, they can master a really good trailer. I don't know who these people they got behind the boards, but they can master a really good trailer. Whether it's Star Wars, the Avengers trailers, like whatever it is, they just look so good on the big screen. And it gets you so hyped. Like that Lion King trailer looks amazing on the IMAX screen. Um, I'm sure the Aladdin trailer looked amazing on the IMAX screen. That Star Wars, the, um, the, the uh, wow, why am I forgetting? Star Wars, the Rise of Skywalker, that trailer with, with Rey and that desert looks amazing on the IMAX screen. So I cannot wait to watch this in theaters and stuff. So yeah, it looks, it looks great. I'm excited for it. I really am. 
Um, all right, let's get back into the box yeah. office. Oh I are we ready to talk about a movie that's oh, far and man. away different you than said Aladdin? It, man. <laughs> hey, you 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 said it. You said it last week. Yeah. I was like, Larry, no, like nine million for Midsummer. Midsummer did about six point five million dollars i mean just for the weekend and then for a full five day gross because it did also open early right along with spider-man homecoming it made 10.9 million i just realized it did that why though you Uh, know probably i guess i guess they were just trying to get out in front of the fourth of july um um, Mm -hmm. to varying results i guess um but there it is it made about 10.9 million i just i knew in the cards from the trailers as i said hereditary made it very clear that it was much more of a horror film so i think yeah you're right i I do think though that the difference here between hereditary and midsummer hereditary debuted with an f cinema score so mm-hmm. part of that is I, uh, a24 has a, a bad problem of doing this actually is they really market these films as straight up horror they did it with it comes at night they did it with the witch those are a couple of the other ones we've talked about and then audiences who are looking for a horror go in and they're like what is this this is not yeah, uh, this I, is not a horror film this is not what i came here for whereas right. midsummer i think you could tell pretty early on this is not just a regular horror film i think people knew what they were getting themselves in for a little mm. bit more with midsummer they knew it was going to be weird they knew it was going to be different so they gave it a c uh c plus i believe on the cinema score which is actually uh, the best i think they could have imagined getting <laughs> is people giving this midsummer a c plus yeah i am. Um... Listen, I've never seen a studio stick to their guns the more than more than A24. Because if they know, if they know, like a movie, they love those outlandish kind of uh, unnormal horror movies and like you know, you know, like psychological thrillers and horror and body horror. They love promoting that and putting those and giving money to those movies. Um, six million bucks is definitely an A24 number. Yeah. I mean. Um, yeah, it's it could have been worse, I'd say. I mean, it's going up against Spider-Man for the July weekend. It's going up against Toy Story once again. I know the movie's called Midsommar. I know it's called Midsommar. But at right. least, like, at, at yeah, at least, I don't know, like, release it when there's nothing. This like, hey, you know what, you, yeah, you know what it would have been a good weekend for it? This weekend coming up. I mean, going, you're not going to crawl? I mean, crawl? Good Lord. It is a horror, <laughs> like, I guess, but it's not going to make No, crawl, crawl is not going to do a dime. Uh, Stuber will probably do some change, you know, but, but it I mean. it would have affected Midsummer. Midsummer, if it would have came, I, don't, I mean, I can't say it would be like bonkers numbers no, if it came out next weekend, not. but definitely much better than going up against Spider-Man and Toy Story. I just don't know who does these release date stuff. I just wish they were fired. I mean, just. It, who does these stuff? Yeah, like it'll definitely be interesting because I believe uh, someone can correct me. Uh, Hereditary is that still A twenty four's highest grossing film to date? Uh, oh, I know it's Hereditary. I know oh. it's up there for their high. Oh no, Lady Bird. Well, Lady Bird yeah. at forty eight million, but Hereditary is number two with forty four million for. Yeah their biggest grocers so i guess it'd be interesting to see because hereditary even the opening audiences acted very divisively and 
regular moviegoers acted very negatively. It still held on. I mean, it opened at around 13 million and legged its way to 44. So it still held pretty well. So it'll be interesting to see, will Midsummer be able to hold on well throughout its run get up there i imagine it'll at least get to number four uh ex machina is their number four right now with 25 million i think midsummer with this opening should be able to pass up ex machina well i think those movies got those kind of high numbers like um like ladybird and ex machina because those were around for oscar buzz too um yeah so i don't i don't think midsummer is going to be around for oscar buzz um hereditary hereditary the thing about her, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, the, the thing about Hereditary is that when we were getting into the like, when we were getting into like the Halloween season and Oscar season, it still had a lot of buzz around it because yeah. of Tony Collette. Like everyone was hearing, "Who the hell is this Tony? Who the hell is this Tony Collette? What movie was it in? Let's go see Hereditary." You know what I mean? I just think that's why it held on so long. Although um, you're right, because this is Hereditary was the kind of movie that if you're going, if you're an average moviegoer and you're going into a horror movie just for like some Annabelle jump scares yeah. and yeah. some and some blaring music. Music, you're not getting that in Hereditary. Um, you're yeah. just not. Even when they do do all the scares, it's still not jump scarish and all that stuff. It's just straight horror. So, um, and then people, people, normal audiences, when they see like those kind of rituals, they don't respond well to rituals and all those kind <laughs> of stuff. Like the end ritual in Hereditary, I, I can, I can see people being like, "Oh my God, what is this?" You know what I mean? I can just see that. Yeah. So I did. I was like, "Oh my God, this is crazy! What a good movie!" But um, <laughs> I, I, um, same with Midsummer. I, I, I'm pretty sure people saw hereditary and was like oh i remember not liking that and it's 824 and it looks like and it's saying it's i mean they're marketing it as the guy who did hereditary so i can already see a movie going like oh fuck that movie you know what i mean i can already see it so i'm not surprised by this number it's just a really interesting looks the only movies they've really released in over 2,000 theaters off the bat are horrors. The, the four we've mentioned, Hereditary, The Witch, It Comes at Night, and now Midsummer are the biggest releases from A24 theater count-wise. Um, but for the good news, Midsummer, just for its weekend number, opened higher than It Comes at Night. And when you count in its full five-day gross, it opened higher than The Witch. So The Witch made 25 mil by the end of its run. Actually, I think I think Midsummer should be able to get up to number three. I think it it should be able to pass Moonlight even, which brought in twenty seven point mm. eight. Because that's I mean uh, that's almost Oscar a three buzz. times multiplier. I don't know yeah. if it'll get there, but we'll see. Um, Once again, Moonlight with Oscar buzz too. So Oscar yeah, win, yeah, Oscar <laughs> win, yeah, yeah. Actually, because they they re release all those movies when they get in yeah. when they're nominated and when they win. Good lord, you got to see it all over the place. Like Green was, Book was yeah. everywhere, you know. It was that so. Oscar the Oscar win that pushed Moonlight over Ex Machina. Right. It, it was yeah. the record holder for a while till Lady Bird mm-hmm. came along and took them all down. But interesting times, A24 and their crazy box office history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely interesting. Um, what Look, other stories? Looking at the rest, uh, Avengers ain't going to get there, y'all. Not now. Uh, I don't even see it. Oh, it's number nine. Number nine. It did oh, okay. It's not bad. It's, it's just I don't think it's going to be able to get there. No, uh, it's not. Rocket Man held on really well again, only dropped twenty nine percent. Uh you know who didn't hold on well, Checky. 
Uh, yeah, Chucky's getting got, his ass whooped. He got booted right out of the top 10 in week number three. Mm. Fell 66%. Another just horrific. Yeah. When you look yeah. at all these other numbers, you know, all these other drops are looking pretty solid. And then you get down to Chucky here and Dark Phoenix. Woo! Yeah, I was about to say, go, go a little lower. <laughs> I was going to say, go a little lower. You'll see a bigger drop because Dark Phoenix is just getting demolished by... Everyone, forty nine, four hundred and thirty nine thousand. Yikes! Um, it's only it's not even gonna. It's barely gonna get to sixty five mil domestic worldwide. Yeah. It's looking at two hundred and forty five point seven mil. I mean, that's that's sorry. Uh, Child's play. At least it can say, look, we made twenty six point seven mil off of ten million dollars. So. <laughs> Take that, Dark Phoenix, with your two hundred million dollar budget, and you barely, barely pass that up. I can't. Um. Yeah. I. I mean, not really much good. I mean, um, what is this film? Wild Rose got a little bit of a bump from theaters and from um, you know, percentage change. That's pretty good. I still want to see that. I really want. I think I'm gonna get tickets for tomorrow for Wild Rose. Yeah. Um. Uh, nothing else too big. That John was, Wick uh, is doing good. Yeah, John Wick held on pretty similar to yeah. uh, Rocket Man. Those two are kind of hanging with each other. I feel like they're always right next to each other in the box office too. They're mm-hmm. they're like holding hands, um, staying strong as they can in the box office. Why is the uh, Why is a dog's journey still in this damn thing? <laughs> I know it's a twenty five spot, but damn it, these movies. They kill me. And no, Jaden, they're not good. All right, stop with this shit. All right, but um, yeah, yeah, looking like the dead don't die killed off this weekend. Ma uh, dropped away, so a lot of movies dropping off, but uh, up toward the top, a lot of a lot of strongholds at least for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for the most part, um, pretty good. I think Spider Man and Toy Story next week. Of course, we're gonna see the same thing, same story. Uh, There's no way Spider-Man loses number one, and I agree. I think Toy Story will hold number two as well. Um, So how do you you think Stuber's going to do? Yeah, so let's look into next week. Next week we have Stuber, uh, Crawl, and The Farewell, which I really want to see. I've heard a bunch of – I have a free day Saturday, so Saturday I think I'm going to binge some movies at the theater see like three movies that i think next saturday i'm just gonna see a bunch of stuff um the farewell is definitely on my list because i've been hearing so many good things and i love this poster um yeah. crawl i don't know i just what the <laughs> hell I, I i don't know about crawl first like of all a, i've seen i've seen not nothing for the classic fan i i don't know it's just um i mean it's interesting because it's kind of I liked I liked the idea of like there's a hurricane and then you know what i mean like you know kind of crocodiles or whatever came in but um i don't know i did the trailers every time it comes on on screen whether it's in the theaters or just like a tv spot i just i'm like eh. um i'm not really a big i this the actress in this movie i mean she's fine but she's just not doing it for me for some reason you know what i mean like hey, my father help me and i'm not buying it too much stuber i heard mixed things about it from the first reactions last week um people are saying it's good some people are saying it's kind of rough i mean it has a 42 percent of rotten tomatoes right now yeah, I mean, but i still want to see it, it. yeah okay. 
Yeah. Oh, you saw it. Oh, all right. I did. I, uh, I've seen it. Reviews already up on the channel for Stuber. Okay. So you, it was fine. It was uh, fine. Yes. All right. So I'm gonna see that. I'll probably I'll probably do Stuber on two on Thursday, and then Friday some maybe crawl on Friday, and then yeah. Saturday the farewell because I really do want to see the farewell over all these movies coming out this weekend. Um, Stuber. If I had to guess box office wise, I would go with about twelve, thirteen. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's about right. Low teens sounds accurate. Uh, you know, mm. Kumail Nanjiani, he's not really a box office draw. Dave Bautista, we don't really know, but I can't presume will be a box office draw outside of Guardians at this point in his yeah. career. So, unless yeah. with Dave Bautista, it's very tricky with him because unless um, I'm interested to see how that kid movie comes out that comes out like My Spy, how that does because like with him, he's very hit or miss. If he's he 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 does really smart when he goes into those big franchises like he was Inspector and he was in the Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Then he was in Hotel Artemis, which did not do anything. Um, you know, so with this movie, I don't really see people. I don't think Dave Bautista is a big draw. Although I'm a huge fan of his, I don't think he's a draw yet. I think he could get there. You know, especially he's doing Dune. He's gonna be doing a bunch of movies coming up. So um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. then, yeah, looking at crawl, I don't know, five mil. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm guessing crawl, about. Maybe yeah. four, Maybe four to four. five million. Yeah, I was <laughs> just four. gonna. You're all... Yeah. <laughs> if it were up to Dwayne, maybe five hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want it to fail. It's just I don't, I don't see it doing. Yeah, I'll say about four or five. Um, sadly, yeah, I'm seeing it on Friday or Thursday. I've got my tickets to watch it Thursday night. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, since I've already seen Stuber and The Farewell, I have to see if it's even going to be playing anywhere near me. That's the problem. It's like, oh, Farewell, i got to search it out, I think. But I'm so excited yeah, to see it. That's uh, why, <laughs> I, that's one of the, although I'm not, a, I've lived in the city my whole life and it's not like I could I, I could care less about the city now but that's what it, that is one of the things that I appreciate especially being a moviegoer is the fact that there's a lot of theaters that do indie films alone around me and there's and yeah and and there's an AMC the AM the downtown AMC is like the Renaissance AMC in Boston so they show a lot of indies there too um, so that's what I appreciate because I hear a lot about how people have to travel for some Ooh. of these movies. Um, you're like, I mean, even you just now, you're like, oh, I have to go look at, look out for it and stuff. So um, like I'm but, sure it'll open. It's just you know, you never right, know. Yeah. I, how big is the release going to be for the farewell next week? Because that's the problem. Sometimes we say, oh, it's coming out, but then you look and it's like, oh, it's coming out in New York and LA only. You know, it's like, oh, okay, well, uh, so I got to wait a little bit longer. <laughs> I just heard of South by Southwest and Sundance buzz for it was really good. So, yeah, I've um, heard nothing but amazing stuff. So we yeah. have, a, yeah, I have like, I think I have like five or six indie theaters, like within 10, 15 minutes of me. So it's not too bad. I ha- We have a ton in Denver, actually. So that's like a really good thing because we have a pretty good cultural scene in Denver overall. So uh, I agree. Yeah. Um, usually I'll be able to find it. I just have to do a quick search of the farewell and it'll pop up with where it's showing. I just have right, to Yeah, exactly. I, I just I, need to make sure it ain't only in like four to ten theaters because when it's when it's those films that kind of do a very slow rollout, we're, we're usually a little bit further down the list. We're not at the top of their list to release immediately. Right. Right. Yeah, you're right. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that movie does. Um, but yeah, I guess that's it. 
for this weekend's box office beatdown show, everyone. Uh, tune in for next week. Next week will be our 20th episode. Um, that'll be right before... 20th and underwhelming releases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously, I wish it was like on a bigger weekend. But um, Just one week later, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> that'll, be, um, that'll be our 20th episode right before... I right before me and a few members of the team go out to San Diego for Comic Con. Um, I'm trying to figure out: Are we doing a show from Comic Con box Good office? It, that is Lion King weekend, so it's gonna be yeah, and that's weekend. why I want to do it. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, how Larry? How is Larry and I gonna do a show? I mean, we could. I wish the box. Wait a minute, because I am. Uh, what time is it you by you right now? For me, it's two yeah. twenty-two. Okay, and what time does the box office usually? The box office so for me in my time is Eastern, so it, it it drops around eleven a.m. for me. So that means in in Los Angeles, that means in Los Angeles it drops three hours early from yeah. eleven. So that means like in Los and not Los Angeles, well, we're gonna be in San Diego. So in San Diego, that would mean that um, eight o'clock is when it drops. Yeah, that's. I mean, I can do a show at eight o'clock. Yeah. That's fine with me. Oh, so we're doing a show next. We're doing a show <laughs> in San Diego. Woo! Yay! <laughs> because yeah, I'm thinking about. I was. I forgot about time differences and stuff. Because this, the actual in, in Sundays at Comic Con is usually they don't really do much. It's the final day, so it's not like all. There's no panels and stuff going on. It's just like if you want to go, um, we'll probably just go for our last the last day for a few hours. You know what and I mean? Even, I mean, and honestly, if I don't know if you'll be beat, we can do later in the night to if that works better for well, you because well i know we would have to we have to get up early for a flight our next flight the next day um i was gonna say monday but i was gonna say monday but yeah we're getting up we're getting we're not getting into we're not getting back to, into town until late so i mean i'm fine getting i i i'm an early riser anyway i get up at like seven just oh because that's yeah, I sleep early too. Like I'm such a grandpa. Oh my um, god! I know I can tell when you're always like, I gotta go to bed. I'm like, yeah, because <laughs> what? No, because like when we was doing those when we was doing those Game of Thrones shows, I'm like, yo, <laughs> these guys, I gotta go get some sleep. Like I gotta get up. Um, but that's also that's also because I have to get up at four a.m. to work. No, you are um, yeah, that's wild. <laughs> that's I mean, if I if the game of if Game of Thrones was on a Friday. I mean, I'd stay up how to whatever time and talk about it because I don't have work the next day. Um, but yeah, so San Diego show. I'm super pumped for that. I'll call you from San Diego. We'll do a box office show. Hopefully that Wi-Fi in our Airbnb is nice. Um, so yeah, I'm nervous about that, but we'll see. Um, super excited. Next week is episode 20. Um, uh, so before I get your slate for the week, sir, uh, everyone, so our slate for the Cinemania page this week, um, not too different, but it's just going to be a bunch of reviews. I guess the world show would either, will either be on Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow I will be, we have the live show with myself and Hannah to talk about Euphoria and Big Little Lies. And then tomorrow also I'll be doing another show with Shannon to do all the spoilers for Stranger Things 3. Um, and then reviews, hopefully, for Stuber, Crawl, and The Farewell next week. And I'm, and I'm going to do a late review for Midsommar because I still have to see that tomorrow or Tuesday. Oh, you still uh, haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. That's why when um, everyone's already starting to drop some spoilers online. You so I, I got Run. I gotta hurry up and get in there. But uh, Monday, I'm busy with all the shows. I, I'm thinking about either Tuesday or Wednesday checking out Midsummer. We'll see. Um, 
yeah, so that is it, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us once again. Thank you guys for listening to us. Holy crap. Larry, let, let everyone know where they can find you and what's coming up on your channel this week. Certainly. So you can find me on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram all at the handle LC Screen Talk. This week is a little bit of a slow looking week for me. So tomorrow I am dropping a collaboration discussion, more of a podcast feel video with Sean Chandler all about movie villains. So that should be fun. And then I'm at least hoping to do a like blu-ray hunting video i don't know if i'm actually gonna buy anything but i'm at least gonna go look target has 20 percent off all movies on their cartwheel app so we're checking it out pump the bricks pump the bricks hold on you have a they have a what 20 percent off all movies coming up this week for target so go right. ahead get the that in there week? the all whole right. week as far all as right. i know uh, so that'll be coming this week, too. And then, as I said before, I'll at least have a video review up for Crawl Thursday night. And mm. as I said before, go you can go check out my review for Stuber right now. Oh, yeah. Well, check out Larry's review for Stuber. Larry, thank you once again. I can't wait for us to meet up so one day so we can go movie oh. shop. Um, that's like... That's like my favorite Fingers thing to do. that like Zendaya comes to Chicago uh, Ace Comic Con. When is that? Ace Comic Con? Uh, in October. Zendaya's coming? Ooh. No, no, no. I said fingers crossed so that you can. Oh, okay. Because I'm going to be there. I'm going to be in Chicago in October okay. for a Comic Con. Okay. okay. I, thought about, I was about to say, I was going to buy a plane ticket. It just, <laughs> listen, I, know, I don't know. I mean, you just need a guest or two to get uh, Tyler Calvert over, Karen Gillan, maybe. I know that's his girl. He's always trying to meet her, and she always cancels. Uh, so I'm, I'm like, I just need a guest to get Tyler over, and then it, we got to get Zendaya so Dwayne can come on. <laughs> Zendaya, if you, if she comes to Chicago, I'll be booking a ticket ASAP because <laughs> Zendaya has completely t- taken over my life this year. I don't know what happened, but I ain't complaining. Like I've been, I've been, I've been a mess with Zendaya. I've been on YouTube looking at her interviews. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been, and, and, and I have no shame. Like you know that, you know that thing that Variety does. Is it Variety or Vogue? They do that fifty something questions yeah. to whatever. Uh, I was watching Vogue. that one. Vogue. I think I've watched hers twice. She's just so, <laughs> she's just so great. I just, she's so down to earth and just so. I don't know. She's just great. Um, all right, guys. Before I embarrass myself some more and get in trouble with my girlfriend, let's call it a day on the Box Office Beatdown Show. Larry, thank you once again for joining me, sir. I cannot wait to do episode 40 with you. 19 episodes in. It's been crazy. Um, and a lot of a lot of people, from looking back at all, a lot of the records, too, a lot of people binge watch these uh, box office shows. I mean, oh. thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah. I every. Every day there's a new um sorry guys that's that, that was my Netflix um every day there's like a new listen on and it's not even like the last episode it'll be like episode nine or eleven and I'm like really okay I mean but um that's good good stuff great so, thank you all um, so much for your support we yeah, love talking really box office so we're happy y'all are here to talk about it with us yeah and I didn't and I didn't think about I didn't think people will be interested in box office but people are um people like to see how movies do and hear how movies do and hear our thoughts on how movies do and stuff and I've been having a ball doing it it's one of my favorite shows that I do 
on the channel. So definitely excited to get into next week and the week after and to the nitty gritty and into the end of the year. I can't wait to do all, all of our list, all of our list oh, shows. Like, that's going to be super fun. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for joining us. Last time I'll say that, I'm, I, I promise. Um, I will talk to you soon. My name is Dwayne. That was Larry. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.